What's up, y'all? YBO has a special announcement. We will be joining the Busted Gut Comedy Cruise from November 15th through the 18th, 2019. So here are some of the deets. We're leaving out of Miami and we're going to the Bahamas. Hey. And some of your favorite Milwaukee comedian acts will be joining us, like E the Black, Bodini, Miss Cutting Up, and it's hosted by T-Dot. Bring your ass. Come on and join us. We're going to have a great time. Yeah, we got more details coming for y'all soon, so keep that in the back of y'all mind. We out. What's the gut with us? <laughs> Young. Black. Opinionated. Y'all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R-E-E-S-E-B-E-R-R-A. Four lies. That's unacceptable. That's not on my watch. The hypo situation, you should just give it a chance. What it do, family? Welcome to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated, episode 108. Yes, 108 here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 109. I apologize. Let me redo that again. What it do, family? Welcome to episode 109 of Young, Black, and Opinionated. How y'all doing, ladies, this uh, wonderful day? We lose an hour. <laughs> I was gonna say, Moanja, you okay? Because it don't sound like you. Me and Lassie on the same page. Like, how does that do it, ladies? No, you sound no. That whole intro was a struggle. <laughs> she said, she said no. Nah. You know, people put N-A-W-L, no. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, I was trying to do two things at once. And as a man, I can't. I can't do two things at once. Yeah, we saw you. We all I seen your collar looking confused. <laughs> I was trying to take my phone off of, uh, of the savings. Well, you know the little power saving thing, because then it oh, kept the going after five, every two seconds. It'll go, <laughs> my screen would go dark, and that's not helpful to look at notes. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> so I take it that well, y'all are good. Episode one hundred nine. As always, <laughs> I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R A. Four Ys. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B-A-Y-B-E-E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. Mwanje? And it's your boy Mwanje. That's M-W-A-N-J-E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje. You got in for what? Leopard. Cow. I was say am, but all right, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, episode 109. How you guys? How you guys doing this week? Good, good, good. Lassie, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better than I was. It's, it was a rough past week. You got, yeah. You got a sweater on, a hat on. You ain't playing. You said, I know my basement. <laughs> no. Um. Th- this just this just my Sunday wear. I don't have my wig on. You know, I got my little twist on. <laughs> so. You know, <laughs> this is me. This is who I am. All right. I don't even know if I have a shirt on under my fleece. Um. No. Teddy um, free. <laughs> What it, you know what you know it is women's international women's history month whatever it is for y'all so really? shout out to y'all shout out to y'all y'all can do whatever y'all want to do y'all want to walk outside Any with your month. titties out go ahead i'm gonna go out there in in july and do it too okay all right go ahead <laughs> get arrested titty free <laughs> no i'm not i'm saying i got no shirt this is not gonna take me to a shelter 
They're gonna take it to uh, <laughs> Joel, Joel Osteen. Osteen. Uh, Osteen. So he lived too far. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm doing good. I had a, uh, I guess it is Sunday. I had a, I had a nice weekend. I had a nice uh, Saturday night. It was fun. You go to church? We went out. No. Um, me and Rose made out <laughs> for a brunch, though. <laughs> she said, no. <laughs> I did. Never been honest. Same with the but gallery. We yeah. went out for uh, no, we was at, we was uptown though, but we went to um brunch at this place called the Snooze. It was a long ass wait, but um, it was decent. And then um, last night slash this morning we went out to uh, this place called Alley Cat and kicked it um with Jadon mm-hmm. and uh Rosemary and some other people. So it was fun. It was a nice uh night, you know. So. Look at you, sound like a Houstonian. Already, I I am a Houstonian. You know, it's uh beautiful weather sometimes. So um, back to you, Reese. So yeah. Reese, right? It's a lot of fun. Had my sunroof open and shit playing Beyonce. This is beautiful. <laughs> like, it does it feel different playing playing her in their homeland type shit? No, just feel like I'm listening to Beyonce. But mm, okay. um, say homeland. It was just funny because um, it was it this morning? I woke up to check the weather and it said 34 degrees. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? Because they really do be changing this shit. And then it was Milwaukee, and I was like, oh, we changed the city. Um, not yet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you. Y'all show was like, wait, you. it was 35 when we woke up. When I woke I'm up. I'm like, are we match- y'all matching us? Like, uh, that can't be right. She was, she was making a yeah, joke. No, it, w- it was like 40, 45 degrees, and they was like, it's cold. I'm like, it feels amazing. <laughs> By uh-huh. the way, like, y'all get y'all shit together. Um, I, I had on short sleeve today. Type shit. I had on a halter job shit, but no, it's um, it's good. It's good so far. It's good, okay, so. tits out, sun out. All right. Mm-hmm. Strapless bra. I wasn't titty free now. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, any any announcements? You know, anything to say? Um, I will say this. I've been. I know I've been semi slacking on my um blog post, but the newest one that's coming out Wednesday. Um, just a preview is just about the, it's called the journey. And it really just talks about the journey of going through getting help because a lot of people, when they go through depressing times and they feel that they're depressed, they don't want to, they feel re- uh, reluctant to help themselves. So I tell my story of how I got to the point where I had to go to group therapy. And like I said, the last week has been rough for me just mentally, um, and I felt myself almost slipping back into some depression. So mm. I just had to work my way out and I'm okay. But right. um, blog post coming. Um, I think it's a good story because, again, it just tells the story of how literally I got from here to group therapy and a little bit after oh, that. So, so yes. like tea. Look at, look at Lassie, <laughs> Lassie with the, the, Lassie with the uh, blog rollout. I see you. Look, yeah. this is how they be. <laughs> Are you okay? Petty. Last <laughs> got the blog rollout. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I really am. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be some tea. It's gonna be good. You know, when it's good and it's tea, that's when people girl, you see what you deserve. I'm uh, girl, anyway, um, good journey. Wani, what about you? Um, if you haven't listened to it already, ep- episode or blog post seven of um. The Gentleman's Corner is available. Uh, this time I did a little Ligamans. different. 
I didn't nigga in corner. Uh, <laughs> how oh, disrespectful, you know? What? But so it's it's and it's women. It's Women's Day. You know, you can say whatever you want to say. Um, but yesterday, uh, right? No, the whole month. Ago. Y'all got a month. Y'all don't even know y'all got a month. Look at that. No, I got more than a month. I okay. got every day. But proceed. Go okay. ahead. Um, so, <laughs> and I'm saying like, go ahead, like, go ahead, woman. Um, so, uh, um, this somebody did a little different as opposed to just <laughs> just writing. Um, we went ahead and did a, uh, audio blog, if you will. Had a couple of my friends, um, pull up and some I called, uh, over the phone when I called over the phone. And, uh, we just talked about being faithful, just being faithful and, um, <laughs> just being, funny. Wow. No, 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 I'm laughing at you. Wow. I'm clearly laughing wow. at you. Chill out. Uh, just being faithful. It's called a couple of, uh, faithful men. And uh, we just talked about marriage. We talked about uh, being. Uh, <laughs> we talked about, you know, it sparked from a question of a conversation that I had with my cousin, uh, as opposed to talking about cheating and why did you cheat and what would make you cheat. We did the opposite. We would say what make what would make you stay faithful uh, or what uh, what would make you not cheat. What would it take for you not to cheat? So um, it was it was really it's funny how some of them got stumped. They was like, hmm, we never been asked that before, and. um and if you listen to the blog, you'll hear the answers. There were some great answers. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. Some people, this is their first time actually been on a pod or uh, uh, being recorded. So um, they enjoyed it. They were nervous at first. I had to give them a couple of shots so they can loosen up their uh, loosen up their, uh, um, their nerves. But uh, they had a good time. So check it out. Tell them to grow up. <laughs> terrible. Uh, but check, <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. Why would you say that? Um but uh, uh, they you would check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, I really recommend it. It's some good stuff. It's about forty six minutes. I try to keep it down to thirty, but um, check it out. Yeah, niggas always going over their time limit. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forty six minutes is a long time. Great, you can just listen to it on a car ride. Announcements. Anyway, so that's um, about how long it take you to get to the other side of Houston. You good? Listen. I mean, I can't handle that. I just got drive and turn the music on. But um no uh other than that I didn't of course I didn't start my blog but <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I may know that we we'll say yeah yeah we know but I'm a um I'm a recorder for which in uh, episode uh it's gonna be real brief it's gonna probably drop maybe uh what's tomorrow Monday so Tuesday or something so just look out huh. throughout the week for that episode um continuing little update and then um we'll continue on with some new episodes. Other than that, um, I am going to do a blog post as well. I keep saying it, I know, but I'm a little bit more settled in now. And I think uh, the people are ready to hear from me. One day back to you. Yeah. Um, anyway, he ain't ready. He's up the bottle. Right. Yeah, I can't even drink a glass of water. I mean, a cup of water. Fucked up the God, dog. Fucked up the church's money. Jesus. Um, other than that, anything else before we switch gears here? Nah, man. Um... I'm, like I said, I was telling you earlier before the pod, I, you know, I want to get this on on air. You know, I was like, you know what? I didn't really think I would be missing you, Reese. I, I didn't, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. So, um, like I said, you the f- first friend that I had that actually moved out, and um, I was like, damn, she used to be down the street, but now she's not. Anyway, do the sap. Yeah. <laughs> What happened to you? Oh, I see. Oh, there you go. He said, he said that move. He said that moved out. <laughs> <That> <laughs> move. <laughs> ain't, ain't that how little real laugh? Like he be like, <laughs> you stupid. That's how little real be laughing. You've ever watched a little real um, show? It didn't get but renewed. Of course, uh, I Sorry. know. I'm, I'm glad that I missed. I appreciate it. You know, I miss you don't my miss fam- us? family and family. Can I finish? I'm oh, sorry. Um, 
I do miss my friends and uh, family as well too. But um, say their names. So I gotta go. Just mine. No, but <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I miss y'all. Damn, I miss La Sierra and uh, Moanje and you said you said Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so no, I miss. It was sad. Chucky was mad. Head but no, yeah, so anyway, R- that's good. Are R- you, you, all right, <laughs> yo? So, um, we ran it, I ran into this little article, um, um, about doulas. And if you haven't listened, we had we had some doulas on, uh, <laughs> we had some doulas on, um, on our radio show, uh, two years ago now, Is it two years ago, or a year ago. That's so funny. It wasn't that long. It was probably a year ago. Actually. Was it a year ago? Okay, a year ago. Yeah. Um, so I just, we had some doulas. We had some doulas. We had some doulas um, on our show. And um, I thought this this article was interesting. Uh, it says that Milwaukee is from Journal Sentinel. It says Milwaukee may mm-hmm. be implementing a pilot program for doulas to address infant mortality mortality in 53206. Um, so what they're planning on doing is Milwaukee is planning on dumping, um, $52,000 of funds, um, along with, uh, Khalif Rainey, Alderman Khalif Rainey, um, uh, um, dropping additional $52,000 worth of funds to the city. It says that the services of the birth doula not only speak to the mother, but to the whole family unit. Uh, I don't see anywhere in our community where that's not a value. Um, so let me reach, go scroll down here on the article so I can get you some, um, some data on the more, uh, the infant mortality rate in the 53206. So in 2016, the um, mortality rate uh, in 53206 was 15.1 per 1,000 live live births, compared to 9.2 in the city as a whole and 6.2 in the state, according to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. So meaning that you know the babies in that location are not surviving; um, they're dying uh, compared to the rest of the city. Uh, and that's a problem. And that's a problem. And you, as we all know, 53206 is well, one of the rougher neighborhoods, quote unquote. And, um, you know, a lot of is a highly black concentrated neighborhood. And um, even from Serena and other people, uh, when black women are in the hospital, for whatever reason, they're not getting the, the proper care or the proper um, uh, proper attention that they deserve. Whereas, you know, uh, in other communities. So, um I don't know what you what you all think about this program here um, to get more doulas, because when we had the doulas in, in, on the radio show, they were saying, like, it's so important to have that doula that's kind of um, not part of the family. That's not that emotionally attached, but can kind of ask the right questions on your behalf, because, you know, you're focused on delivering this baby. And you might not be asking the right questions. So what do you all think about this program to dump some money into that uh, into that program? Um, it's not funny, but it's funny because earlier this, uh, earlier today I was talking to my grandma and it was a random, super random thought. Um, but I thought about, I said, it's crazy that back then black women and maybe even I'll just say people of color had to think about like when they went to the hospital to have their babies and just things that could happen or not get in the right attention from their doctors. And here we are 2019 and it's still the Damn near the same. Like you right. mentioned, Serena and um, some other people um, I also brought up, we talked about as well, Judge Hatchett's uh, daughter-in-law. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, to me, it's just crazy because obviously I want to have kids and I, I, I won't say that I let the thought scare me, but I do think about it sometimes like, damn, what if somebody really not paying attention 
to me or something like that, or they're not listening to me. Um, so I think this whole idea is great because from what um, the doula did say, like Mwanjay said, just having that person to kind of advocate for you and let you know all your options. Um, I think that'd be great because a lot of people don't know. They A lot of people feel that they have to listen to what the doctor is saying instead of listening to their bodies. So I think that that's dope. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just like this article says, the doula is like a wingman. And I think mm-hmm. it's um, something Wing good woman. to have. It's like um, your wingman or a woman. It could be a man, too. Um, it could be an option where you, uh, you're you in the hospital or something or just a home birth, and they're just like the extra voice for you. So if you feel some type of way, you got somebody there to kind of help you out. Like, and it's to me, it's even greater if you don't have like you know an active father in the life or you and your boyfriend or whatever you know what i'm saying or past right and just you you got somebody that's there because i know i told the story before when i was an undergrad um uh one of my at mount mary one of my uh i think she's my philosophy professor and uh she was uh kind of explaining her journey you know into college and um she was actually a nun and she was explaining how she actually has a nursing degree and then she had like a master's degree in something else and she was saying the reason why she stopped being a nurse is because um, the doctor, when she was working in the hospital, it, it, I don't think it's no, no longer open in Milwaukee, the hospital, but the doctor dropped the baby in the little bed uh, pan underneath, uh, you know, next to the bed. And the mother didn't have anybody in the room with her. She was, just, I guess she was passed out or something. So she was like, you know, I don't even know what happened to the baby, you know, and she said the baby was born around like 92, 91. I'm like, damn, shit, that could have been me. And she was explaining how the doctor was very unethical and didn't and never said anything. And she was battling with herself on whether or not she should say something but she said everybody in her line of work was like follow the doctor's lead and she was mm-hmm. like i just didn't like it and i quit and that's what she changed right. you know, her life around but so it's like one of them things where you don't have somebody there you don't have any family or anybody to advocate for you now you don't know what's wrong with your baby or what really happened and they can easily say oh it was because you did this ate this wrong or something happened or the baby you know suffered from you know no oxygen in the womb or, you know, stuff where I don't want to say they make up stuff, but it could be a case where that can happen. And I don't know. I think it's good to educate the community as well, too, especially they call 532 was the 06. I think yeah, 06 is one mm-hmm. of the most dangerous zip codes in America. So it's good that uh, we're looking to educate people more. And I think um, outside of just the doula thing, too, just home birth itself is becoming, to me, uh, more popular because I see on Facebook a lot of women share different things and be like, I'm having my baby at home. You know, knowing, you know, it could be a lot painful because there's like sometimes no meds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like such a beautiful process, you know, nasty, you know, not in a bad way, but just like, oh, my God, shockingly nasty. But it's good. And just remember when uh, I think Lassie can do her voice real good. Jocelyn had her baby um, and she uh, showed it on VH1. And uh, what'd you say, Lassie? I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> so, yeah, just the pain. So, I think yeah. it's just dope. And then I think it's just overall, outside of even just being a doula, having uh, women advocate, like Mwanje said, Serena, and uh, different people talking about their experiences. Like, you know, she's a, you know, a millionaire. And, you know, she doesn't right. people listening to her. Like, oh, you always had that problem. You good. And she's like, no, fam, something is going down. And it was really major. Or Beyonce, I forget what condition she was in, but I think she was like on bed rest for a minute with those twins. Mm-hmm. So it just, yeah. it don't matter how much money you got. It just, sometimes that attention isn't really given um, for whatever reason to women of color. So overall it's good that we're educating one another. So dope. definitely. Yeah. And that's, go ahead. Mon. I was going to say, um, just look, bring a little bit more into the article. Um, so back in 2014, um, Jeanette, Cal- 
Cowick, Cowick and uh, Monique Lipson. Lipson came up with to the woman that actually runs the um, Alice Garden. I don't know if anyone, if you all had an opportunity to ever go to Alice's Garden. Um, but Venus yeah, Williams is the um, Venus Williams, excuse me, is the director of Alice's Garden. And back in 2014, they hosted a space for the first training of 15 African American and Latina uh, doulas. Um, so that's crazy. Just back in 2014, they trained their first 15 um, African-American um, doulas and uh, Latina doula, doulas, uh, which is crazy. But the um, the uh, the bill is supposed to go into full effect, uh, f- not full effect, but the program is supposed to be uh, before the full full common council, um, March 26 at 9 a.m. So um, if it gets through, um, then you still got to go through some other uh, some other testing or some other uh, voting processes and stuff like that. Um, hopefully with the legislator that we have, they don't cut the money that they're trying to get. They're trying to get 52,000, but they're probably going to say, Oh, it's not in the budget or yada, yada, yada. But, um, if they, uh, if they do allow it to pass with 52,000, I think that would be great because we need a space for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to, um, What's her name? Was it Dolores? And um, I can't yeah. other. Yeah, I was trying to figure out their name too because I was like, are they in this yeah. article? And I know. They're, yeah, they're I don't pretty. think I seen her name, but yeah, it just I just wanted to give them a shout out for you know bringing that awareness to us, um, as far as some of the facts and things like that. And for me, that was just you know outside of things you see on the internet, that was a wake up call to see two women of color actively, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to put the word out. And then I would love to see more people. Um, and of course I should have went to myself, but more people, especially with children or women that are having kids, you know, they were having those events at the library and things like that um, right? to get more information and just talk about being new mothers outside, even after the birthing process is over. So that was dope too. So yeah, shout out to, um, uh, Alderman Khalif Rainey and everybody involved in regards to that. That's dope. You got a doula in your, your hospital. Right. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk black fashion, uh, switch gears here. Um, <clears throat> looks like FUBU was making a comeback. Um, they actually launched, um, right. You know, for the longest, I never even knew what it meant, like, which is crazy. And, really? um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that down the line. No, I mean, like, back when I was a kid. Oh. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, FUBU was making a comeback. Um, uh, so their, um, their line is, uh, called, uh, it's a campaign called Can't Resist the Classic, whatever. Um, so it's like a, a reference to the 1990s eras and the styles and things like that. So, you know, the classic sweaters and the hoodies that we used to wear, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then you can get the streetwear um, exclusively at this store called Century 21. Um, and then and that's just a brief synopsis on that. And then uh, Kamora Lee Simmons is planning to relaunch Baby Fat. I'm pretty sure we all saw that online as well, too. Um, so I just wanted you guys, I guess, first off, thoughts on, I guess, the black fashion in itself. And then the idea of uh, relaunching for both the both of the brands um, individually. Monje, um, I think I think um, because there's a generation that missed that. We kind of was on the maybe to the middle tail end of Fubu, um, and I think there's a generation that didn't get a chance to actually see what that what that was. And I think in this era of uh, black owned this, black owned that. Um, I think it I think it's, it'd be great to bring that back out. Like just um, just the other day, um, the uh, I don't know if you all know, but I'm pretty sure the classic brand had like a little um, like a little pop up shop at uh, Sherman Phoenix. And um, people were just like 
saying that, yo, I got to go to Sherman Phoenix to get this stuff because it's black owned and also it's by a black, black woman. So I think that it, I think this is a great opportunity. I don't know how much it will sell. I don't know if it will sell out or anything like that. But if depending on what they're trying to do it for, if they're trying to do it for um, just nostalgic feeling, like you mentioned, Reese, um, you know, it's it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be dope. Or if they're trying to just kind of, you know, just grab a little bit of the market share. Um, I think it'll work out too, but I don't know if this is a brand that they're seeing to be like a lifelong thing. I think it might be temporary. Uh, same thing with baby fat, like I said, you know, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's a generation that didn't know what baby fat was. I remember that girls in my middle school and, and high school, well, had the jacket on with the little cat, you know, at the back. And it was just like, oh yeah, she, she got the baby fat. It might not be real, but you know, it's baby fat. So, um, you know, I, a generation missed that, and I think it's really dope to have that back. And like I said, um, it's it's uh, black owned, and and you know, I think it'll be dope. I think it'll be dope. Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings, only because um, on one hand, I see a lot of people style wise is going back to some of the older stuff that we had back mm-hmm. then. Um, so I think that this would be dope for those people to like add more pieces to their collection um but on the other hand it's kind of like i don't know i mean if if it sells well i'll be happy (laughs) for them me i I don't think i would buy any just because that's not where i'm at style wise nowadays unless you got some cute like basic tees then i might buy a baby fat shirt um or a romper right you if see you the, got some cute rompers, then you see the Instagram. You see the Instagram post of some of the collection. It looks like it's 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 Fubu, but it looks like it's now. Like you can rock it now. It doesn't look like yeah, Fubu back in the day. Like over over. It doesn't look oversized. It doesn't look. It looks like it's slim. You know. Um, yeah, I think that they're going to update it according to you know the times of fashion, but they're just going to bring the brand itself back. I think I'll get one. I was actually on the Century Twenty One website looking at uh, some of their sweaters. I wish they had some crew necks on here, but they do have some uh, hoodies, and they're actually fifty percent off. It looks like they were a hundred dollars, uh, but it's forty nine ninety nine for this. You know the FB um, Fubu uh, sweater. Um, yeah, so that's that. But um, in regards to Kimura, though, it looks like um, she just recently bought the company back um, from somebody, and I guess it looks like she said she had to kind of hunt it down to find where it was as far as the ownership. Oh. Um, but I guess she said they, they sold it in 2004 to um, another apparel company. And then a couple years later, she was the brand president until 2010. And then just from what I'm reading here, showing that um, it wasn't her decision um, to let it all go. So um, she said it was very abrupt at the time and she was shocked. So I don't know what really kind of happened. She said she was sad, but now I guess she found it or whatever and um, bringing it back. So just seeming, just knowing what I know from Kamora, she'll probably bring it back and you know, make it real good as far as what it was back then. Cause you know, having that baby fat on your ass, <laughs> uh, that was good on the back of your coat. Oh, remember the baby fat coats? Oh my God. Like it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Your little teas, go to tea mm-hmm. or Marshall, get you a little, the little tea lossy for what? $10, 12, maybe 15. Hell yeah. And like Wanda said, everybody had the coats. Yes. The black mm-hmm. one. That was one of the yep. best. That's how you knew you was a shit. She got the new. I remember. Uh, I think it was eighth grade, or could I could have been younger. I had these black and gold dookies. Um, for those that are not from Milwaukee, those are Air Force ones. But anyway, I had some dookies, uh, black and gold, and I had some blue jeans. Um, was they rockerwear? I think it was baby fat. I love them fucking jeans, y'all. They made my ass look <laughs> so big. 
and it had a little cat on the back of my right ass cheek. And then I had this um, black and gold baby fat little tee. It was, it was like a little hoodie t-shirt thing. Girl, it was so cute. I thought I was the shit. And I got the school oh. and it was like, bitch, look at you. And I'm like, yeah, man. But <laughs> you betty. So shout out to Kimora. Look at this nigga. Shout out to Kimora and um, any other black uh, brands out there. Well, let's put it like this. Any other, any black owned businesses or brands that want to work with YBO, we... Uh, <laughs> we do do some promo as well too we love wearing supporting i like wearing my hillman college sweater i probably wear it every not now but i used to wear it every damn day or every other day <laughs> um so yeah so any brands that want to work with us you know we'll rock it we can work together absolutely so black brands and black businesses doing their damn thing yeah melange um, love black owned oh yeah that's right. my phrase black on black on black on hey this black on okay. black on so that's how you got sick Black on, black on. Sounds like you. Sounds like you're saying black on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's this sounds just like that. Black on, black on. We said more than peasant Perry Thompson. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's talk Jaden, Jaden Smith. Uh, so Jaden, as we already probably know, um, he had his uh, water box um, water company, and um, he actually went to Flint, and um, looks like they put like one uh, I want to call it a fountain, but just like a water box system there um to uh, help the people of flint because of course as we know they still don't have fucking clean water which is still crazy fucking ridiculous like it's crazy as hell um so just from what i was reading as we probably saw the pictures with him and jada they went out there to unveil it um mm-hmm. they actually did it with a, a local church um mm-hmm. in uh in detroit so uh looks like they only have one of the water boxes there um and I guess the, the church usually, anytime they get donations in regards to water or water bottles, um, you know, they obviously donate to the community, but they were saying they would literally be out within hours every time they donated. So it was just always fortunate, but unfortunate because you couldn't get get everybody, um, it, you can't provide water to everybody a lot of times. So they just put one there for now. And I guess they were saying that they were giving away some jugs for free at first, but then they encouraged people to bring their own jugs um, to get the water because they were running out. And they said Jada promised to, uh, purchase another one of the water boxes as well too so i just i guess you guys thoughts on that because you know it's it's fucked up that this was going on since 2014 and we still don't have fucking clean water in in flint like that is absurd when you literally think about the nation that we're in you know what i'm saying as far as being in america and shit so yeah now is it the water box like the box the boxed water um that he's Selling? It's, it's, it's no, it's a machine. It's that, but it's, a, it's their filtration system. So okay. it looks like the water, the the system looks like the water box, but right. it's just a filtration system. So they have one out there, and then they're saying that they're going to, um, I think they said Jada promised that she purchased another one as well, too, to put with Got the you. city. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is the water box, but it's, it looks like it and shit. So. Okay. So um, yeah. with that being said, like, um, they had that water... They was giving away for free at uh, Summerfest last year. And that was my first time having that box water. And I was reading the contents on it. And I was like, yo, this, the way that they're producing their water and producing the box, it's it, very helpful to the environment. Um, so mm-hmm. with with Jaden um, doing this here, the, and, for, and the water tastes good. Like, you know, 
not people say, oh, water's water. Like, no, there's some water that's oh, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's nasty water. So, Facts. um, so, Aquafina, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, and they ugh. always got that shit in the fucking the machines. Like, yeah, they always, right. always like it's the best water. Like, and uh, you know, now just reading the water and like the pH levels have to be at certain, um, level right. for you or what's the other thing? Alkaline, the alkaline levels have to be right. And unfortunately, I've been mm-hmm. drinking Aquafina. I, I shouldn't be drinking it, but it's that's yeah. only that's yeah. the only thing they have at, um, in the, in the that cafe. Trash in your body, King. So, um, I think this dope. Right. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Uh, it should be, um, celebrated a little bit more, and, and mi- more millionaires should be buying into this because Flint is mm-hmm. a result of poor, a lack, a poor um, visibility from from government for visibility from government and the government mm-hmm. should be paying out of their own pocket the, the so officials they knew what the fuck they was doing. exactly the officials should be coming out of their own pocket their own paycheck should be um confiscated to go ahead and um pay for this water because it's, it's a fucking shame how those people are living there and it's ridiculous yeah so it says that um because you were talking about how good it tastes it was a video on the article and there was a woman who was saying like you know, the water was good. And just like you said, people think water is water. But obviously, if you've been out without clean water, um, it's hard. And she was, you know, she really made me think because she was saying, like, you know, back in the day, you could stick your head underneath the water fountain, you know, or get the water hose. And, you know, you'd be outside. You don't want to go in the house and shit mm-hmm. and just drink the water and keep playing. But now you can't do that. Nope. Like, you, and that's what's, that's what's crazy. Like, don't drink that water. Like, it's coming out of my faucet, bro. I, you know, I pay this water bill, whether it's included in my rent or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. that's what's crazy about it. Like, you can't do that. You got to go purchase more clean water. Um, but it says that the water filtration system removes harmful contaminants such as lead, and it would allow residents to fill their own water uh, for the receptacles throughout the week. And then um says the church officials have been testing the water box for weeks and then just sending the water to um different um labs to ensure that the contaminants have been removed. So, I think it's dope. Um, we'll see, you know, how much more, how many more filtration systems, and hopefully we can just get the fucking issue resolved. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I'm not in water economics or whatever, so I don't really know the background mm-hmm. of how to do it, but I'm pretty sure whoever the fuck is in Flint or in the state of Michigan, that's insane. And it's crazy because you don't really hear about it no more. That's right. fucked up, too. So, so yeah. So I just wanted to bring that to the forefront. Any forefront, if anybody has any information, anybody into it, I guess I know there's another term, water economics or whatever. <laughs> get us more information about, uh, I guess, how that comes about in, re- in regards to getting clean water to a city. Or if you think about, for example, the, I think it happened in Shoreware, Mwanja. I don't know if you remember that one mm-hmm. time the water mm-hmm. took someone out and everybody, like all the water was gone at Metro Market. I'm like, damn, see how they, they made that shit and motherfuckers ran. That water was back on the next day. So it's just crazy how uh, you can funnel that in and have, you have to buy water when it's like next to you and shit, like a ocean or some shit. So. Shout out to Jaden Smith and the Smith family. Uh-huh. Um, then I also had here too, I uh, found this interesting. Looks like Kohl's is shrinking their stores and leasing the extra space to Planet Fitness, or at least they plan to. Um, so it doesn't say specifically where. Um, I know they have some partnerships with uh, Weight Watchers or something like that. And then they had one with Aldi's where they were, I guess, leasing a portion of the store. Um, I guess to kind of lure people in to buy different things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the idea is to obviously have a portion of the, the store as a gym and then hoping that people will come over and want to buy, you know, jeans and clothes and mm-hmm. shit, shit like that. And as we always talk about, you know, all these different stores fighting with, uh, 
uh, these online websites like Amazon and just different uh, people profiting off of that. And then people shit like, let me just order some pants online real quick and not taking their ass to the store no more and competing with prices and shit like that too. So it's just crazy all in all how these stores are uh, falling. But then Kohl's coming up with an interesting way to possibly see if this will work. So I guess I want y'all, y'all thoughts on that. Y'all think this is something like say you, you go to Kohl's to buy you some slacks for work and shit. Or you go to Planet Fitness. What's your what's the probability of you going to Coles to buy some drawers or some shit? I mean, I think it could work out nicely because, like, what if I'm about to go to the gym, right? And I forgot my headphones. I can go to Coles and get a pair of headphones and go Boom. right to the gym. Or um, even, like, maybe before my hands weren't, you know how sometimes people get calluses on their hands. Maybe they weren't getting them before. But this time that they decide to go to the gym, now they're getting them. They can go get some gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be smart because to me it kind of it'll kind of keep them in business. Not mm-hmm. to say that they're going out of business, but like you said, with excuse me, all these stores closing and you know going through the things that they're going through, I think it'll be good that way. They're not completely at a loss. Yeah, and, me and a- go ahead. And I was gonna say, me and Liz were talking about um, how she ordered something online and she didn't want it no more. And then they actually partnered with Amazon, so you would actually mm-hmm. instead of repackaging it up, taking it to the post office, you would just go to Amazon. And she said she went in there and was like, you know, I ain't got no box, or whatever. It was, oh, you just give it here, we'll just do it for you. And she was like, oh, okay. So now, um, and that was my first. That was last year, my first time hearing about them doing that. And then I think I bought something, and they told me to do that, but my ass didn't feel like going to fucking post. <laughs> so I was like, I just keep it. But, um, I, you know, the mini shops and if you think about Macy's or some of this, the retail, them big chains that have like a, with the finish line or mm-hmm. they have a Starbucks in there, different shit like that to, uh, I guess, partner with stores. So I find that interesting. Like one minute you probably competing with these motherfuckers. Now you're like, Hey, you want to buy this piece of space real quick? Um, release it. So I think it's uh, interesting. What about you, Moranje? What's the probability of you being like, I'm going to go work my ass out and go buy me a hat out? Well, I'm team, um, team exp- experience so but uh well, no whatever, nigga. no <laughs> no I, I was actually reading two things i want to talk about real quick i want to point out um when I, while you were talking about that i was saying to myself it would be advantageous for um calls to start adding more workout gear to their um to their to their stores and i just read it in the middle of the article they said they have been aggressively uh adding under armor and fitbit and those mm-hmm. type of lines to their store so and that, like same thing lassie said hey i miss i need some gloves to lift or i need some uh mm-hmm. extra set of headphones boom right then and there so i think that's dope um and with everyone's being fit and trying to be fit it's it, it's smart to partner up with a gym that you can just go to um you, you can go to or they can even do i don't know if it's in the article i, I didn't read all of it i just like i said i just kind of ran into it they could um do an incentive where, you know, you go to, if you go to Platinum Fitness for X amount of time and gain X amount of points, you can use that towards coal uh, cash and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. It, I don't think they said that, but I would assume that they would. Cause that okay. Makes, like you said, it makes total sense. I'm just assuming because it just, that sounds fucking great. But I think, um, just from what I read, they may be in the early stages of it because it says they're planning to open some stores up next year. Okay. Or later in the year, excuse me, or the spring or some shit. Um, so yeah, so that says they uh they also partnered with Aldi too, um, mm. which is interesting. So uh, yeah, interesting. But I wanted very, to very, very... Uh, the tack on your other point too, where you said that um <laughs> you talked about uh, Amazon taking over, and I don't know, did you all get a chance to listen to Andrew Young um in, Young Young's interview on um Breakfast Club? 
Mm-mm. No, I haven't been listening lately. Okay, okay. He's running for he's candidate candidate uh presidential candidate running in 2020 mm-hmm. and he 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 brought out some alarming statistics that I think is very important that we pay attention to. Um he said that in the year 2050, I think a lot of the jobs that we currently do like, you know, customer service or um a lot of automated the auto jobs that we do manually are going to be um replaced and what's going to happen is that the middle class of African Americans or minorities in peer, in general are going to be uh, depleted and it's going to be uh, taken over by AI and the people that need to run those jobs are those that have the skill set to you know program the AI and I thought that was very scary right. because a lot of a lot of people don't have those skills and I'm like thinking like okay you know here I here we are trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives like fully fully and here in 20 we got like 2050 to kind of figure the shit out before it's too late and then you know the jobs that we're currently doing somebody else is gonna end up doing them so um if you get a chance listen definitely listen to that interview and that article because amazon is taking over they're not paying any taxes like it's it's getting crazy well, you here. and that's an interesting subject too because like okay and i thought about it like this obviously for me it's like okay let me let me address the first one you said i mean yeah and i think that's that's i don't want to say it's not common knowledge, but when you think about mm-hmm. just how Scary that is. America is going or the world is in regards to technology, as far as um, depleting uh, certain jobs in the industry, because they're going to replace them with um, computers. Like, mm-hmm. where did I go? What, what the fuck were we at when they had a... Was I with Stacy? Where, where were we? I was with somebody and we were at the, at the mall. And um, I think it was Stacy. I think we came to Houston last year. And um, we were at McDonald's, and the machine was a like a yeah, they a got machine. machines. Mm-hmm. So instead of like standing in line, it was just that. Or like it's a lot of Walmart. Like Walmart, I don't think I, I maybe the first time, first or second time I went to Walmart, I've been there like twenty fucking times already. There's a lot of aisles here that are scan and go, and then just the regular, you know, little check self checkout. So mm. it's like one aisle is set up like it's a person there, but it's just you. So we're just like a lot of that's already coming up so I can see that. But then I remember reading an article that uh, Mark Cuban had and he said that um, he said that uh, he actually believed that having some type of liberal arts degree or something like that uh, would matter more than like computers type stuff because he felt like people were going to I think the quote don't quote me, but it was something as, as far as because people think that um, no, because of the fact that these computer jobs and different jobs are being created people are going to lack those skills in regards to soft skills and that's true how to talk to people that's true and he was like so i think that's a very important asset that people should actually have so you shouldn't really leave um that behind so i was like oh that's a good point so i mean it's interesting and then in regards to amazon and them um hold on oh my (laughs) 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 sorry it got dark in here in regards to amazon um you gotta think about it like this okay so they don't pay taxes of course it's like damn nigga i pay all these taxes what the hell? But they do create a lot of jobs for a lot of different True. people, different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to get some type of break for that. But then again, I was like, well, these people only get in fifteen, fourteen thousand mm-hmm. hours working in a in a no factory, even twelve, and then they have to pay taxes themselves too, unless they under the hole. So it was like you got to think about it two different ways. So it's, it's fucked up because like I was um, talking to somebody today and I was explaining to them like, look, when they first, I remember when I first started buying stuff off of Amazon. It was one of those things where they didn't charge sales tax in Wisconsin. So I'm buying shit. And then I don't know if you people when they started charging tax, you're like, what the fuck is my shit so high? I'm like, oh, they started charging sales tax. So when I started working at Revenue, 
I learned about the battle that they were having with them as far as them, you know, coming in and, you mm-hmm. know, they don't really know about the shit. And, but then it's putting these other businesses out of business, like a Coles or a Macy's that's planted within the state because they have right. to pay taxes. And because there was no nexus, because they didn't have like the actual foundation within the state, because there's no connection, I guess that that's what a nexus is. Then you can come and you can sell shit. So that's why it's like, it's like a, uh, Wayfair, um, a Wayfair law or like a Wayfair, um, like a brown versus board of education type type mm. to it um i think it's like south dakota or colorado or one of them states started like no nah, you motherfuckers from the pacing tax here so that's when everybody else was like well put me on with y'all on. they from the pacing tax here too so now of course there's nexus in wisconsin because they had one up in toma and then one in kenosha um but yeah it's just one of them things where they made a lot of fucking money the, yeah and um I, and I stand corrected his name is not andrew young his name is andrew yang um Check him out. Yang, Yang Y-A-N-G. He's running for, um, oh, okay. he's trying to be the potential candidate for the presidency of 2020. He also has this, um, this concept of the universal basic income where everybody at past the age of 18 and older will be getting a thousand dollars a month. Um, what he's trying to do is he's trying to create this income so it can help boost people and boost, boost the economy a little bit more. Cause uh, who wouldn't want an extra thousand dollars on their check, you know, on their check? Um, after they get paid, you know, so he yeah, is right. So his goal is to, you know, maybe people can save that extra thousand. So even if you're doing good, even if you're making millions, if it's not, a, it's not a set income, everybody uh-huh. in the economy gets a thousand, gets a thousand dollars. And, um, you know, you could set that money aside and, and use that for hard times or use that to invest in, uh, stocks well, shit, and hard stuff like that. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so yeah, I'm so, just thinking of like the places where people like where the, you know, obviously the the uh, cost of living is obviously more than what they're making. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the thousand dollars would definitely come in handy. Yeah. Yeah. He based this off of Alaska's. Um, if you live in Alaska, you actually get um, allowance from the oil that they make there. So he's trying to say he can oh. take he can take 10 percent of the uh, tech world, which is his base, which he's from the tech world. And he can actually take that money and actually use that to create his uh, universal income um, plan bill. So um, check him out. Like I said, he I mean, unfortunately, I'd be real. I don't want to be cynical, but I'll be real honest. I'm pretty sure he's not going to win because his ideas are things that, you know, people are afraid of. They don't want to see. They don't want to. They don't want people to have a dollar. Yeah, things like that. They don't want to see that. So but I think he. I think he we need him in the space because he's coming up with some great ideas that somebody could uh, eventually um, use down the line. So um, but shout out to Cole. Somebody got to be poor. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. But um, shout out to Cole's shout out to Cole's man. That's I think that's a dope idea. I was like, who's Cole? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Herb Cole. No. uh, What are we talking about? (laughs) Shout out to Cole. I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I like where it went. Yeah, um, right. I'm like, what the fuck? You said who's cold? <laughs> he was cold. Uh, so I'm doing right. so uh, do some knee lifts with some pink for some jeans. <laughs> right. You said one, two, three. So I gotta get my baby some pants. Oh, hey, can I return so these pants back? I I went down a, a couple sizes. Right. Um, okay, we saw your second ass wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to random pick of the week slash uh, my weekly revelation. <laughs> so um, this past week has been. Uh, uh, it's been kind of tough. 
Um, I've been, we have new people. So I've been majority of my time has been training a lot of people and, um, and kind of take a trainer. Okay. (laughs) So it's been, it's been taking, taking me away from my own individual work. So my, our boss decided to have a, just a random meeting with everybody from our department. So, um, we go in there and we thinking like, it's about to be some crazy stuff. Like, you know, uh, you know, we're making some changes. Things are not moving as we thought it was, blah, blah, blah. No. So she came up with this. Um, she basically gave us a motivational speech. She said that she was out, uh, at a conference, a leadership conference, and they spoke about, um, non-negotiables. And someone said they're non-negotiables and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like no cowboys, no giving up and no excuses or something like that. So that's their non-negotiables. So, um, no cowboys, like Dallas cowboys? I don't know if it was Dallas Cowboys. The woman that said it was from the West Coast. So I don't know if it was like actual cowboys or if it's Dallas Cowboys. We don't know. Uh, and we actually, oh. one of my managers is from uh, Dallas. So she was there training too. And she, you know, made that joke and everybody laughed. I was like, yeah, okay. But, um, so that got me thinking. I was like, what are my non-negotiables? So um, I know I'm kind of putting y'all on the spot. Doesn't necessarily have to be anything. Um, no, tell us yours first. Yeah. So mine yeah. are, mine are oh, be authentic. Um, Who wrote it down? Yeah, yeah I did. Because I thought about it. And I, I actually told so my boss about it. Right. And give us no time. I, 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 had put, I put it on there yesterday. Be you authentic. know why I was off the cuff? <laughs> we didn't know what it we didn't know what it meant, Moanjay. Yeah, you know what non-negotiable mean. So it, mine is be authentic. <laughs> you terrible. It's uh uh be authentic, uh be resilient, and um uh be imagine imaginative. Be authentic, be resilient, and be imaginative. I was gonna make a terrible joke anyway. Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Um. So yeah. So those are my non-negotiables. When I uh, when I am with people. Um, such as yourselves, I, I think that we are all, we are who are we are. I think we're very resilient. We go ahead and no matter what's going on, we fight. And then also with even with the YBO, like some of the ideas and things like that that we do. I think, um, you know, we come up with some with some different ideas no one's ever thought of before. So those are those are my non negotiables. That's good, Wanya. What about you, Lassie? <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say. Um. So this is for me, or just like this is for you. It's for you. This oh, for you. My physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Okay. Um. My values. Okay. Um. Having fun. Yeah, that was, I had that on my list too, and I had to scratch it off to be um, to be imaginative. I'm gonna just leave mine at three, but that, that's yeah. where I'm at. You can always come back and add or take away. Yeah. What about you, Reese? Um, it's gonna be off the cuff, I guess. Uh, laughter. We gotta have fun. Yes. Some, some type of aspect. Um, and uh, real quick, I just made me think of like when I worked at my old job, and just knowing that it can get boring as fuck at work, and you spend so much time dedicating your life to other people's shit. Mm. You know, granted to get money, and then it's like if you got kids or like a big family, you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with them, in a sense. So it's one of them things where I always wanted to make sure any type of way I could have fun, um, I want to make sure that's a part of my life because I'll be sad as fuck and um, non-negotiable. So we gotta have fun. Um, yeah, down man, I gotta, too. I gotta be able to like, I guess, move around, travel, just 
Yes. Have some type of little freedom with it. Because, like, my last job, I had the ability to go work in the field. I got tired of working in the office and shit like that. Or not tired if I had to, but some days you got tired and said, fuck, I don't want to feel. Um, let's see. I, I like the authentic ones. Uh, why am I looking up here and shit? Being authentic. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm looking up here like I'm giving a speech. Uh, giving authentic, being authentic, that's a, a big one right there because people can be who they say they are, but they're really not that person and shit. So just be authentic and um, shit, I'm going to be funky. Just Money got to be right in some aspect or I got to know that down the mm-hmm. line it's going we going to get there. So, I guess a path a growing path to greatness. You know, you can always guarantee it, but you know, if I put in the work, I should expect to see something. So, that's yeah. off top as far as life and just health as well. And mental health like life. Yeah, year. my my managers, I, I don't remember her first one, but her second one was um show don't tell. Um, she mentioned that her mm. kids, if they do something bad or get a bad grade, they always say, mommy, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. She's like, nope, don't tell me. Show me. Uh, and she's then, black. And, no, she's, she's a white lady. Uh, French. Um, from French. French roots. Uh, and <laughs> um, the last one was um, always be learning. Always be learning. Always be learning. So I, I, I wanted to one. add those two, but I yeah, thought. That's a good one. Yeah. And I thought being imaginative kind of encompasses, you know, travel, learning. Because when you're on someone that has a huge imagination 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 they are playful they're always learning they're always traveling and seeing new things and i think uh they kind of encompass all those things but um but yeah though i just wanted to throw that out there kind of get your gears thinking about you know what's some things that you know you can um you know negotiate and negotiate with like hey yeah our listeners listeners let us know what you guys think i think that's a good question to ask to actually for y'all to fucking respond to um, because a lot of times <laughs> you say it like that. Nah, you motherfuckers, y'all like the right people personally and hit them over. Somebody had wrote me, no, nah, put it on our website so we can talk about it mm-hmm. on our podcast. It's, it's cool individually, but we'll forget and shit. And they'd be like, oh yeah. So it's good that for us to be right. able to share. Now you've added us because we ain't share what you said. Right. So it's good for us oh. to be able to share. Uh, there we go. Other people's <laughs> opinions and thoughts. So right now, as you listening, because you can listen and go to the website at the same time. You go to ybopodcastmke.com and uh, go ahead and put it in our little box right there. And just let us know uh, what are your non-negotiables, like what what must be there, what what can't you deal with or whatever, whether it's in life, generally, relationships, whatever. So that's good. Um, my, my revelation for this week, uh, it's uh, what makes you feel alive? And that's air quotes. And that is what makes you happy to be here as you are with no changes or improvements or money required. Mm. Um, I think I'm just going to encompass creating, creating makes me feel alive. Last night I felt, it felt so good to create, um, my website and, um, I had music playing in the background and I was just working and I didn't care, didn't care about the time. Um, and so I looked over and it was three o'clock in the morning, but didn't care about the time, didn't care about who was listening. Uh, I was butt ass naked. I was doing my, I was doing my thing. Like I, <laughs> I was doing my, like I, I was, I was right. like in my element, and I they reminded me of college. Why like, out? <laughs> 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 why you say it like that? But I, I was right there next to his microphone. I was, <laughs> I was, but it, it was, it, I was in my bare element, and I think if I have a studio too, I think my studio I'm gonna be better second. But um, that's besides the point. Okay, like, Robert. I was. <laughs> 
Daddy. That's a good one. That was, that was good. That was good. Um, and I got, I do have a bed. Like, I have a bed right here in my studio too. Whatever. But um, no, I, I just felt bare in my element. Like I was just natural. I was just creating, and I felt good. And I could, I could, I could have probably went to like five o'clock in the morning doing this shit. Like I was figuring out how to code. I was going to YouTube and trying to figure shit out on my own. And I, it was great. I loved it. And um. And I didn't have to necessarily, I want to get paid for it, but I didn't necessarily have to get paid for it um, because I enjoyed doing it. Hmm. I felt that's alive. good too. Yeah, that's good. Because when I did, uh, when I did that, somebody, when they asked me to do it and I got paid for it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pro, but it's just dope to see. But what about you, Lassie? Um, I got two, and I'm here. I'm gonna have to steal one of Moanjay's being creative. Um, yesterday we were at um my boyfriend's best friend house, and out of nowhere, I just was so happy, and I was like, I just thought of the greatest gift I could ever give you. Like I was like, it's so great. Like I have to do it for your birthday. Then I was like, so then five minutes later, I was like, no, I have to do it for our wedding. I was like, the this is the greatest gift right? I could ever give him, huh? Y'all get married? We all get married. You ain't say nothing. We, we could be married right now. No one will know until the big wedding happens. But, oh um, shit! No, but no, like it's, it's the it's the best gift gift that I could give him, and it makes me feel so happy to know that I came up with a good idea. I can't wait to see it come to light. Um, and I have to say, just uh traveling i love 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 traveling and seeing new things i reminisced on my trip to hawaii um last night as well and i went to hawaii when i was 16 and i don't know it's something about traveling that just make me man the world is so beautiful and i know people you know stuff happens every day and people's like wow the world is scary and it makes you know sometimes people be like this make me not want to have kids and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah but Ultimately, just all the beautiful sights that we have to see, adventure to, um, is amazing. And, uh, sorry, lastly, super good music. Man, I love when I can really vibe to some music. Reese? Yeah? I was going to say Reese? Yeah. Um, my first one is, I guess, making people laugh. Because I, I really try to sit in the idea of, like, nothing no money or anything required. And I was just funny. I was just having this conversation um, with somebody in regards to um, Martin Lawrence. You're so crazy. Like it's one of my favorite stand-ups, and I just I, like know it verbatim, but I really love um, the very end of it. Cause it's like, you know, when they say they last joke and then it just, they cut, they cut it off and they like, you know, have a nice night, you know, thank y'all for coming out and just seeing like, you can really capture a whole room of people and they staring at you just making them laugh. Like mm-hmm. that's always been, that's always been like astonishing to me. Like you making like all these people laugh at you on stage, and then just uh, the look at his face, like it just like he felt like mission complete. And then to walk off, and then just to think about him being older, looking at that now, like look, how I was young, having a good time, that point in my life. So just that, I just really like making people laugh and laughing too. That's just where I find like, it just makes me feel so alive, and I find so much joy with it. Um, just as y'all said, being creative, because um, I think creative, it, it costs you nothing to be creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, but if you're really in your bag and you're just chilling and like more just that vibing, you feel good about what you did because it's your shit. So, yep. you know, exactly. being creative. And then, uh, like Lassie said, traveling, I mean, you know, it requires money in a sense, but 
just like she said, reminiscing. Like I think I tweeted like every week. Like I just really think about the time that I had in Cuba, and it was really one of those moments where I pause and be like, "Damn!" Like I'm actually glad I went because this year I I wasn't gonna go. It was last minute, and then just the people I met, and then just the stuff that I just just it was just I don't know. It was just do you. Do you ever get that feeling when you're on a plane? I like to try to get a window seat, and I think y- y'all do too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like when you look at the cloud, you're up at the top, you're at the cruising altitude, and everything's going smooth. You see the clouds, just the better clouds right under you. Do you ever just get the feeling like, damn, there's nothing up here that can touch me? Like everything that I have going on right now is down below me, like, and I'm above it all. And I don't have to pay any bills right now. The bills, people are not going to, unless you got your Wi-Fi on, but people are not going to call me. People are not, it's like the world and you're meeting, you're like meeting the sun face to face or, you know, especially if you get that red eye, like you're meeting the sun face to face and it's like, good morning. Like, Hey son. Like I, you know, it's like, what's up? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I always get that feeling every time I fly. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I don't really think about it when I do it, especially just doing it solo. It just, it just really made me have that ability to be like fuck it i'm just gonna do it like it really it even gassed me up to when i was decided well i was already deciding to move but when it when i did that and i like i met all these different people and just hanging out and just walking in a whole different country is not democratic not even close damn near arch nemesis type shit country at one point just to be hanging out and then just hanging with the people and the, the lady the young woman i met and um, I, I think I put it in my Instagram story and then she kind of responded to what I said. I just happened to watch her story and she shared it in her story and she was just kind of explaining like, you know, that's why she talked so much about people getting out of their bubble and just meeting certain people of the African diaspora. Um, <laughs> and just saying that the, that trip for herself, because she was saying she wants to go back in June for her birthday. Um, but just like the universe just sends you messages through the people you meet. And I was just like, it was probably when i tell you just the best experience because like just knowing that you have no connection like you can't you can't just be like let me get on my wi-fi real quick you got, you got to go through a process to be able to talk to somebody from where you are and then the whole money just everything itself is just different from traveling it probably anywhere else in the world and that's what and it, but it's so close to home in a sense and that's what's crazy about it so just traveling in itself i just i love it and i I just I would get on the plane. So my mom be like, "How you just go places by yourself?" I'm like, it's, "Man, as I got older, that's the best way to do it. Sometimes Cause you just you'll meet so many people you don't even. Like, yeah, but I don't know you, but you be like, I'm glad I don't know you because you can really just meet a motherfucker and just go mm-hmm. home and act like Facts. you're home and shit. So yeah, it's an interesting question. So that's what I have right there. What really makes you feel open and alive? Feels Wanda? so good just to be alive. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I totally agree. Um, let's take a look. Yeah, that was good. Um, so I wanted to bring up, I know we've recent, briefly, recently, briefly talked about, uh, Freak Me, and I wanted to know, um, cause I've been seeing this conversation via Twitter and just some thoughts. People are like, bring it back. And somebody was like, y'all really think in the, um, the way that we live today, y'all really think Freak Neek would be a good idea. Um, some things that people were bringing up was the super sensitive era that we're quote unquote in. Exactly. Um, the Me Too, the, um, you know, pe- how people can't just enjoy themselves. They have to record everything. They're like, you know, yeah, you see a few videos here and there, but 
you know, for the most part, those people were enjoying themselves type thing. So I just want to know what did y'all like, do y'all think that, uh, in today's world, society era, whatever you want to call it, that we would, excuse me, that we would be too sensitive or whatever for something like that to happen. I think the only way a freak neek would work if it is a, a variation of, of, um, of it, um, it has to be a small thing where it's not as huge as mind freak Neek was a huge thing. People were coming from everywhere to, to, mm-hmm. to participate in freak Neek. And back then the cameras and stuff like that weren't like the high quality, high definition. So imagine now trying to do that. And you got somebody like somebody shaking their ass in 10, 4k, like, come on now. Like it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So I'm done. yeah, but um, there are little variation of things like uh, the, you know the the ATL orgy thing. I, I followed a chick that did it, and she's doing a erotic sleepover where she's having a group of people that sign you know a waiver and um that you know get tested and all this type of stuff and provide that paperwork and to do this erotic sleepover. And there's another variation. There's another woman that I follow too that does something in Chicago where um it's exclusive to couples where you can they rent out this whole space. And it's like a masquerade thing and you go in and um, your couple, you uh, you as a couple can go and, and, you know, have sex with other couples or go off individually and have sex with individual people. But it's only in a small contained space where it's not the public is not invited. And, you know, there's no cameras. There's no, you know, none of that stuff. So the only way for freak need to happen is that it has to be uh, I think it would have to be in a closed environment where like minded people um are willing to actually take the risk and make it happen because people that say they've done those things, those erotic sleepovers and these, um, these other, uh, uh, sexual type of, um, events, they said, well, we had a great time and there was no camera like, to Reese's point. There was no camera or no, no access to anything. We were just live video. Yeah. Have, mm-hmm. we're, we were having, we were having a conversation. We did what we did and we had fun and it's a memory. So, yeah. yeah and so, somebody also brought up, um, I don't know if y'all remember, um, that story on the timeline where that girl was at, I think, um, spring break in Miami. And, um, the guy was like, basically like shaming her cause she had a boyfriend or something. Um, and be, I, I don't know what he did with her. I forgot. He touched her butt or something. But, you know, people are like, in this day and age, like, people try to use that stuff against you, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I don't think we need to bring it back because I agree with some of the thoughts about it looking, like, super rapey. Um, so, yeah, nah, keep it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it'll, it won't survive in an era like this right now. Um, even, even if it's, I, I guess I can see it in clothes, like Moanje said, but I think that, um, I, it's obviously going to be more voices that be like, nah, fuck that. In regards to, I guess, respecting, you know, women in a sense. But, um, I do think that if they did do it again, it would be totally, it wouldn't be the same as it was before. It'll probably be like some type of black uprising <laughs> event, like where people right. just having fun. But of course, it's going to be people twerking and shit like that. Cause, is a part of black culture, but I, I don't think it would be, um, I don't want to say I don't think, cause who knows? Maybe they could do it, but I think on t- even, even in the era that we're in, in, in regards to, um, women's rights and, you know, femininity and things like that, I think, um, you gotta think about city regulations and shit too, cause that pissed a lot of the city of Atlanta off or maybe even the state 
So they ain't finna allow all that shit to be going on and taking over the streets and shit like that. So it have to be something that's very organized um, in that in that uh, aspect. But then on top of that too, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> gonna go for it. If, if it is like one just said, it probably would be enclosed if they do it that. Yeah, way. So it would. It would have to be. It would have to be enclosed. It would have to be. Um, just everybody has to just be like minded and say, hey, this is what we're here for. But even in in those spaces, from what I read and learn is that even in those spaces, they really do. Um, they really do enforce respect. You can't just go up to another woman or another couple and say, hey, I want to fuck you. No, it's it's more of a relationship building like, hey, you know, I think your wife is hot or not even that. That's even that even that's kind of brash. It's like, hey, you know, um, you know, we like this couple let's 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 do it like let's you know is it okay if i touch your wife is it okay if i touch your husband it's like it's it's more of a respect thing as opposed to uh you going up to somebody and just grabbing they pulling their pants down like there was one scene where i saw in the freak me oh videos like guys were just fondling fondling this girl in the car and she's kind of like obviously saying no and it's just like come on man come on you know this is what you're here for like kind of thing like that and just like no, maybe she wasn't here for that. Maybe she was just here to just to see what the fuck was going on. And just because she's a woman in the in the area, you think that she's, you know, down for the get down. And it's like, no. Um, but at the same time, too, I don't think there's a space for people to say allow the people that want to do the freak neek. Um, back to your point, Lassie. Um, if somebody wants to do a freak neek and want to go and they're OK with the not consequence, but they're OK with what the actions are, then who am I to judge them and say you can't do it? But. In this era, they're going to be called either a hoe or they they don't respect themselves, and it's just not going to go over well. So they don't respect themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll it'll be a lot different. Um, yeah, if it was something that happened then or I mean, now versus then. Would y'all go? Was, okay. Go ahead. I was oh, go I was gonna say, would y'all go if y'all were back in that day, the same age now, and Freak Nick is going back in the day? Would y'all go? I can't really say because I don't right. know. As far as like, just think about being like young. Like when I talk to people that were young in that time, some of the people said that they didn't get involved in that, but that was the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it could have been one of the events that you go to, but you don't indulge in the dancing and the touching. You just might be like a sightseeing as you know, twerk, you know, every now and then, but you don't indulge. It was just shit that happened to happen. That's why I'm kind of on the fence in a sense because, I mean, who's to say, who's going to stop that woman or that man from doing what they want to do? You know what I'm saying? In this era, it just probably will be more vocal as far as, you know, what's more respectable or what's not. That's why I really can't see it happening, but you can't tell somebody what to do. But all in all, I don't, I, can, I don't really know. Like, I probably would if it was just, not to say you follow everybody, but if that's the, the hot shit to do, Atlanta be cracking and I'm young and I want to have fun. I'm probably gonna go, but I, from knowing who I am, you're not gonna be fondling on me, and I'm not really a good twerker anyway. Should I dance like Ryan Curry? So, <laughs> shut the hell up! I'm done with you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nip slip. Right, but um, I missed it. Funny, but yeah, mm. no, I didn't have no slip. She was all covered up. But yeah, no, I did. Was waiting. <laughs> right. Hey, what you go? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, um, would you guys go to Freak Neek? Get your little freak kit. <laughs> um, if it happened again, or would you would you have went when it was back in nineteen ninety something? Would you have gone? I can see niggas now. Oh shit, yeah, man, would have seen some ass. Right. Seen them, they, 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 like, shut right. your ass up. Some hoes in this house. you would have went. Shut up. Uh, I wouldn't went. Right. I'd have been too scared. He's been in the, he's been in the no, corner. No, so scared. 
He had been in the corner with his shirt buttoned up with his hands in his pocket like, he right, let's go. Girls trying to twerk on him. No, hey, man, he go ahead. been with the girls. <laughs> right. Come on, play some of that uh, bohemian music. But um, that's no, my uh my coworker from Africa. He um he lived in Atlanta when he moved. Uh, I think he said he went to school in Colorado, but he ended up settling in in Atlanta. And he was like, my my other coworker was telling me he was like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, god, he was like, it was a whole nother world. He was like, I I thought Americans were like crazy wild. He said he was freaking. It. He said it was just. I was like, really? He was like, oh man. This, I know you was out there. This is it what is they. Good. This is what they do in America? All right, let's move on to uh, dating, relationships, and sex for you nasty motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, so what I want to talk about with this is that we were, um, uh, I was looking at this, I just caught it randomly on Facebook, and uh, it's a Blavity uh, article. It says, um, why you should consider marriage counseling before you propose. Um and the um, the article was written by Ron Tell and Ebony. They're a couple that's in a relationship. They said it was marriage counseling that gave me the assurance I needed to be confident that my relationship had a strong foundation to build on. Uh, so uh, I don't know who wrote this part, portion of the order uh, of the article, excuse me. Um, but he said, uh, when I took a look back on my dating life and all the relationships that ended badly, uh, it had they had uh, red warn uh, red warning signs in the very beginning. These warning signs should have been an indicator for us to move on and cut our losses. But instead, I ignore them. We ignore them and try to work past them because relationships require work require work right. So um, and they give a, just a couple of reasons why they, she felt here and she felt that um, that um, marriage counseling before proposing. Um, should be implemented in in certain lives, and they they don't say that it's something that you should do, but that's something that they did, and they wanted to share it. They said number one, most people don't have a true understanding of marriage. Uh, number two, um, number two, if you want to do marriage counseling through church, many pastors won't counsel couples who already have a date set. Um, number three, marriage counseling before proposing provides you with the assurance that you need. Um, your compatibility will be tested. And it helps you resist the temptation to get others involved before you are absolutely sure. Um, so that's just some of the uh, reasons here. I won't get into too many of these reasons, but I think um, the one uh, part I want to definitely talk about is that uh, reason number one, many people have a, don't have a true understanding of what marriage really is. And he just goes off and says, I have so many friends uh, who jumped into relationships with people that found they found physically attractive. They have fun together. They went to clubs together. They love right. the Netflix and chill. But these things cannot be the foundation for a lifelong partnership. A marriage has to be built on something stronger like communication, mutual respect, along with physical, spiritual, and emotional security. These are what help Man. couples power through the in, uh, the imminent storms that we all experience in life. So, um, you know, I don't – I was having a conversation with someone earlier about this and um, – Maybe they maybe it shouldn't be called marriage counseling, but maybe mm-hmm. something like you know possibly like relationship. Who was that, Rontel? <laughs> <laughs> is that Rontel? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is Rontel. Uh, written. Well, it says Chuck Marcus. I don't know why they got this couple on the on the screen, but um, written by Ebony and Rontel. Uh, I don't know oh, if those okay. those two are the same. Oh wait, here you go. Here they are. Um. Oh, is that them? Yeah, that's them. Oh, here you go. It's the couple. I'm to you. I, was like a... say, I can't see him, but my thing in a way. Oh, I wait. see it now. He's all. 
Oh, he's mm. cute. Look at his beard, my goodness. He like a hotel. Speaking of cute, I meant to send you this guy the other day. I'm, I'm going to do that. And she's talking to Reese. Is he cute? Um, <laughs> Wanda, you he like a hotel. You're going to send it to him, right? Huh? <laughs> she said she's going to send you this guy, my Wanda. He's cute. <laughs> no, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. He like a hotel nigga. But anyway, um, th- I shouldn't say that. I'm hating. Why? Look, uh, but yeah, what do you think? What do you think about that? I, like I said, I don't think it should be called marriage counseling. But what do you think about having taking classes on relationships before you actually get proposed and actually decide you want to go ahead and move forward with the actual marriage? Um, I That's think the woman in the relationship. Oh, go ahead. Did I get right. this, by the way? I think it's interesting. Might, who it's may some... or may not be married already. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> It's something that me and my boyfriend definitely talked about last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about um, going to counseling, not because we had any problems, just because, I don't know, I guess to have a space where we can talk about whatever it is we need to talk about before we make that next step. Um, I don't know if that's still on our agenda. Um, I agree <laughs> with, I mean, I I think, eventually you find out what's for you and what's not for you i'm not saying it's not for us it's just we haven't brought it up in a while um so i don't know but um i think it's a good idea because i mean i know people who have and you know they like more said they got a good foundation um the thing is people be so set on the wedding or you know what they think marriage is supposed to be that they're not really looking at the reality of what marriage is and how to function through marriage um and not being that person not being that couple that's like three years later and divorced so um yeah i don't know i think it's a good idea and yeah next (laughs) interesting um um, would you take a class here who last year me no you no i was trying to actually i was trying to wait till my left uh earbud popped in that's why i was trying to pause um <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, but yeah um i think i would do it because i, I actually like the the test of compatibility combat compatibility thing um i think generally of course dating and getting to know somebody that should be inclusive and included in um you know getting to know somebody but I think I think it could help though because sometimes there's these little small nuggets and nooks and crannies that you didn't know that you didn't like about somebody or you do and you probably haven't even really spoke up about it, which says something about your, com- your communication skills. But overall, I think that <laughs> I think that it should help you though. Um, like Mwande said, I wouldn't call it um, I wouldn't call it that, but I would um, damn what the fuck, I would definitely um, oh that's why. I, I would probably do it. I would probably. It just depends. My pop said, you know, it's crazy how it's easy, so easy to get married, but it's hard. It's so hard to get a divorce. Like, the, even the judge won't even divorce you until you go to counseling first and see if you can work it out. And then it, after that, then they'll divorce you. But what if, let me, let's let's put it this way. What if um, it was a law saying that you can't, you know, how is a law where you, you got to take a class to get your gun and conceal carry whatever what if there was a law where you have to take this class first before you even propose do you think um there would be less marriages or less less divorce less marriages or more or more marriages and or do you think there let me go back so do you think there would be less marriages or more marriages <laughs> um lazy these days I don't know. I, I, to me, it's hard to say because it could either really help a couple 
in one or two ways. Either they realize that, yes, they want to go through with their relationship or they like, nah, I don't want to. Um, either way, to me, it's better to find out before mm-hmm. the, before you're actually married than after. So <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> thought about I done moved down here with this crazy ass nigga. I don't even like him no more, y'all. I just thought <laughs> how paranoid women might be where this nigga, he got his, he got his proposal license. Why he ain't proposed yet? <laughs> it's like three. <laughs> <laughs> proposal license. He got his proposal license. Why this nigga ain't proposed yet? Like, it's so 10 years. Ring, <laughs> so he had to get it renewed and everything. Um, but, um, yeah, or, or even like with a marriage. Like, say, for instance, you are married. Do you think there should be a requirement um, that... After so, after five years of your marriage, you should you have to take this course to you know and pass it with your significant other. To, you know, continue to stay married. I think that would be dope. I think it would put more focus on. Dang, uh, if we don't pass, we got a divorce. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a partition. It's a participation course where you have to go take the course. Well, you said fail. So, <laughs> well, if you fail to show up, then <laughs> y'all should get divorced. No, but um. But no, I, I thought it was dope. And like I said, I, I'll change it from marriage counseling to something else. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Listeners, let us let us know what you guys think. Are you going to get a proposal license? <laughs> so I guess it's, it's the time to marry this bitch. Let me go and get this license. <laughs> I think uh, the cost matters too, depending on how much the little license costs and shit. All right, time for my nine. All right, it's a scenario. It says, <clears throat> a married couple is asked by the husband's mother to allow her to live with them during her financial difficulties. The couple agree. The couple agree. Once the mom moves in, she tells the wife she feels triggered by the wife drinking wine after work or, or even having alcohol in the home. The wife informs her that in her home, she does as she pleases. The mother then asks her son to get rid of the alcohol because she is hanging on to her sobriety by a thread. Mm. She explains she explains that even smelling it on the wife makes her want to drink again. The husband removes all of the alcohol from the home. In your opinion, was he right to remove the alcohol? What would, would have what would you have done? Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good scenario. Um Lassie, go can ahead. I, just tell y'all, I found this online. Can I just tell y'all I, I was reading these comments and somebody was like uh Somebody's like, she better add another step to her program. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. Lassie, what would you um, do? Honestly, I feel like that's something that should have been talked about before the mom moved in. Because mm-hmm. um, we definitely want to be respectful to people going through healing or, you know, trying to better themselves. Um, so I'm not mad at that. But I feel that before he threw all the wine out, he should have had a conversation with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just messed up. Don't throw my stuff out there. Why we couldn't put it in the garage where, where she can't find it or something, you know? Or it could have been in my room or whatever. But I now think you that yelling, that's something. Calling his mama a drunk ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's something that should they should have talked about before. Because then you know the wife could have been like, "Well, I don't think this situation will work for all of us." Because right. now I can't have my glass of wine and I'm not going to go out and sit at a bar or restaurant and drink a glass of wine when I got a goddamn wine bottle at home. Mm-hmm. There's a wine cellar in the crib. So um, maybe if if it was a financial thing, we could have have lended her the money for the next month or two 
until she got on her feet. That way she didn't have to be in my house and I didn't have to give up my wine. So it should have just been a flat out conversation about um, what the mom really needed or wanted out of her living situation. And also what I need or want from you being in my house space now. So, um, yeah, they should have had a overall conversation in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna yeah they should have I, I agree with last. Oh wait, have, let me go back. Sorry, Mwanje. he's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go last. I'm a, I'm gonna agree with that first point. I definitely gonna say that they should have had a conversation to see um, but, how would it look like if my mom would live right. here. Um, but let's right. let's assume though that you know they're close in the family and she knows she knows that her mom that the mom has this issue. Um. I'm going to say that it it's 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 both the wife and the husband's fault. The husband took it too far by eliminating the liquor, but at uh, the uh, wine. However, the wife um by her just openly using the alcohol in front of the mom, I think that was kind of uh insensitive on her part because she knows that she's going through this program that, you know, it's difficult to fight against um uh, these addictions she done with her program she just she falling through it you done with your steps that's what they say add another step <laughs> she knows but she knows she knows that you know uh being in this close proximity um to alcohol could you know you know damage her sobriety so technically those 12 steps didn't help her i so mean she need to go add 13 but, but uh, you would know lastly that you know it's always a process it's always a process right it is a process. A journey. But I would never. Here's my thing, though. I would never put someone in a position. My thing is the the journey is. I can't fault her for having a drink because that's what she want to do. Mm-hmm. I have to stand on what I'm doing and focus on my goals and what I want to do. If it was that big of a problem for me, I would have to have removed myself. Right. You can't come into someone's home. And expect them to change everything for you when you don't normally live here. That's true. Oh. That's true. But you know, she broke. She ain't got no money. She can't go to. She can't go to motel. That's, why, that's why I said well, I would have offered to to give her the little two, three hundred that maybe she needed help with on her rent or something for the next month or two. We, we can help you out, Miss Shirley, for the next two months until you get on your feet. Miss Shirley, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. look. Sure. Look, it's been me. It's been oh, that's the one I saw. Yeah, I saw that one too. <laughs> you ain't shit. See, that's why my mama don't like you, and she likes everyone. <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You gonna have a lady die? You gonna kill a lady? How a killer? She gonna buy overdose? She said she hanging on by a thread. I mean, right thread now you gonna cut the now you gonna cut the thread. No, she cut it herself. And listen. We're going to add another step to her program. Great. We can go ahead and put you in that little halfway house, little program. Add another step. By the time you get out, you can your place will be ready. At that point, she needs to start back over at step one. Right. Yeah. So don't, first of all, don't throw my shit out. Like, you're completely wrong. That's wrong. Um, I think, I think, like, like you said, if they do, I guess if, this is my thing. I don't know if this is something like, say, let's say, for example, she's been, She's been clean for years, decades, and now nah, what's the problem? Like, no, nah, fam, like, no, nah, just no, nah, bro. Y'all ain't shit. But uh, if, it's a, if it's something that if it's something that's fresh and new, which I'm assuming you know it what is, saying? like, well, I mean, I don't want to assume that because when I read it, I'm like, how long has this, oh, how long has she? <laughs> <laughs> 
How long has it been? You call the mama a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Say, where's your manners, young lady? Right. You said, how long has this uh, young woman or old, older woman, how long has she been sober? And like, right. you know, like how many, like if you my stepmom, like I'm assuming that I would have had wine and you Mother came law. over like right now. Or excuse me, you're right. So like if you come, like say you come from family events, I'm sure I've had a couple of glass of wine and you've exactly. seen that. So maybe it hasn't triggered as much, but now you living in my house and you see me repeat that wine. <laughs> it's my house. Go in the other room or something. Go, Why go now? Play with the Why this firm? Oh, yeah. Hmm? What Tammy say? What Tammy say next? <laughs> I'm no longer and, interested. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So listeners, let us know what you guys think. I thought that was very interesting. Um. It's kind of a stuck in between a rock and a hard place. But don't throw my shit out. Next, your Xbox going out the window because you because you you're See. affecting my son. He needs to focus on his grades. Wow. And I don't appreciate <laughs> <laughs> so you. You that woman that that go far. See, you need the counseling. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, not with that nigga displaying. Um. Anyway, listeners, uh, let us know what you guys think. I thought that was very, very, very. I was gonna say inspiration. Interesting. <laughs> inspiration for the week. So I got a nice little quote. Now, what I don't like about this is that it was directed at women, so I'm gonna direct it at both. Um, because of I feel like it can go both ways. Mama Jay, don't do that. <laughs> it's so job it's, month. I'm, I'm sorry. Apologize. You know what, sis? Now it is directed at you. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> no, it started with sis, but I I'm just gonna direct it to everybody. It says Check yourself. Sometimes the problem is you, but that doesn't devalue you. Learn, grow, change. You're human. It's okay. Yeah. Not right now. Most of the problem is the, most of the time it's with women. They have the problem. But anyway, no, no, that's a great. That's a great point. Wow. Though. That's a great point. It's a great point. It's a great point. I'm just saying, it's a great point. It's a great point. You sometimes you gotta Bye, check Mwanda. yourself. You gotta check yourself. Oh, I guess. Say, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> right. Uh, basically. No, but that's a, that's a great. <laughs> Uh, so that's a great point. That's a great point, though. Wanda, you got a quote? Anything to say? Um, anything? Any any inspiration? Um, sounds I'll... like a no. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shit. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say I would I would for this week. What you all should do is if you haven't already, take some time out to get your non negotiables, <laughs> um, written and written down, so that way you know that. This is something that I will not move. I will stand my ground. I hate saying that using that that term, but I will stand my ground. Right. Um, I'll stand my ground and and I won't move with these foundations and principles. So go ahead and find out what those are and take some time out to yourself and actually think about it and, and think about some of the, your experiences and things that you've gone through and uh, create that create that list. And it doesn't necessarily have to be limited to three. You can do it could be one. You know, it's just something that's for you that you carry and that you hold. I thought you. I thought you said create that list, like create, not like create. Oh, create. Um, yeah, I got you. Ass. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, those are great quotes, you guys. I don't really have anything for you guys this week besides. Um, I guess to kind of follow up that, I said what I said. Um, when you create those non-negotiables, stand on it, you know. So you mm-hmm. know you said what you said. So leave it at that. So um, episode I'm one. Fuck you on the first night. Oh, fine. I'm saying, but now I am. Now, come over here. Uh, episode 109. So how you guys negotiate. feel about that one? <laughs> um, <laughs> great, great, great. No, awesome. Awesome. Good. Yeah, episode 109. I truly enjoyed that as well, too, Lassie. Um, sounds really good, by the way. 
Um, anything else before we get up out of here? As always, check out our blogs. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. I was going to say that at the beginning. Um, I did do a recording with Rio with two reels in a pod. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, listen to it. Um, it's called Live Woke Podcast. You got like five different names for that damn podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I think the Instagram for it is Bars on the Side. So he calls it Sidebars because it's supposed to be from the side of the podcast. Uh, I guess I could be lying. I could be fucking this up right now. Um, so let's just call it two reels in a pot. Yeah, it was a good episode. It wasn't that long. Check it out. Um, it was uh, one of my first features out here in Houston. So shout out to them. Um, other than that, anything else? No, nope. nope, that's it. Yep. All right. Episode, uh, 109 as always. I am Reese Berry. That's R E S E B R A for Y as a quarter tone for Snapchat and Instagram. Lassie. And now Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E. And on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. Mwanje? It's your, it's your boy Mwanje again. That's M-W-A-N-J-E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje, Uganda for Leopard. Uh, episode 109, we out. Peace. <laughs>